Life's perils got you in a light dimly lit. Mental solitude should be on your list of gifts. It's the pits living off minimum wage, but giving your age my advice. You should start living your days productively. Discover passion and positive things. You'd be very surprised by what all of it brings. You see a woman, better call her a queen. Learn to acknowledge that you are God, you are king. Cultivate the seed inside and gleam with pride because my people, that's the only way that we survive. Jesus Christ, even I'm starving for a piece of pie, so don't be surprised. I can barely keep a light. Come on. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm an insane, sexual, shadow witch, and my name is Lacey Free, and I'm the fucking host of Horpod. And I showed up last weekend and there was a sort of local festival happening. I came really late with a friend and we kind of walked around and the vibes were cool, but I wanted to go home and sleep. And my other friend grabbed me and they're like, no, you can't go home yet. You have to stay for the rappers. And I was like, the rappers? Um, There was like a reggae band. I'm not like super into the reggae, especially if it's reggae by white people. But we flowed with it. Everyone was like, stay for the rappers. Stay for the rappers. And then I heard drumming. And the ground started vibrating. And we were all, when I say we the crowd was all called to the drumming and we kind of gathered in circle around these three beautiful men and you could hear pain and agony and beauty coming out of their vocal cords and I had goosebumps on my legs and my arms. In the crowd, we were just looking at each other. Some of us wanted to pull out our cell phone to like capture the beauty, but I kept my cell phone in my pocket because I knew this was too potent, too divine. And the next thing I knew, they they turned to the audience and they just started rapping poetry there was a sense of brotherhood of going back and forth like a dance within their raps and this whole festival all came to this tiny little stage that was in the back of a truck and and honestly they weren't even on stage they were just in front of a back of a truck and the man who was sort of leading them 
I was like, oh shit, I know him. I've seen him before. And your face was very recognizable because I had been at a restaurant with some friends one night and you walked past and I um, kind of rudely grabbed you (laughs) as you were walking past because the art on your shirt was so dope. And I was like, that art is beautiful. And you said, it's my art. (laughs) I drew this. And I was like, you did? And you're like, yeah, I sell these. And I was like, perfect. We're having a house party tonight. And I invited you to my friend's house and told you to bring your art. And you did. Mm -hmm. And it was beautiful. It was so cool to see. And everyone was excited about your art. And um, you were talking to other people, and I had some friends in town that night, so we didn't connect much. But one thing I heard in the corner of the room was that you still carry your grandmother's stories, and you were just telling someone else that. And again, I got that similar feeling as to when you guys were singing, the three of you together. And I was like, this person is more than just a person. This person is divine. This person is an artist. This person carries magic. And even in that moment, I didn't want to bombard you at the party because I had already bombarded you once that night. (laughs) I was like, I want him to be on my podcast one day. And that was like four months ago. And then I saw you at the festival. It was a fucking magnificent, magical performance. It was great. I really felt the energy. Oh, you created the energy. It was reciprocated. The people felt it right away after the first round, initial round dance song uh, that the brothers performed, Doc and Nat, when they naturalist, we call them Nat. But yeah, Doc and Nat, when they busted out that round dance song, then it got everybody locked in. And then once we had them right in front of us, then we unleashed Oh, it was so good. You totally unleashed. And like there was reggae that night. There was rock. Right. But nobody reacted like they reacted when you guys got up. And the whole place just congregated over. It was a trip, yo. Like (laughs) I honestly didn't expect the whole crowd to react in such a pause. Usually you'll get like a handful of heads that will be really receptive but the way that everybody received us, it, it was like, it, it was medicine straight up. We felt really, really energetic at the moment of the, after the moment of the first song, we were like, oh man, we're, we're going to go in now. It's safe to go deeper. <laughs> so we did. I feel like part of the reason people felt that energy is because how you guys started. Yeah, definitely. Can you tell us about what that was at the beginning? Oh yeah, it was just a uh, some some. Uh, I want to say some harmonies from the primordial soul and like all these these songs that the the ancestors used to sing essentially, and they're just communicating still through that harmony and that rhythm, the drum beat and the the hymns that they're singing. They're really ancient when it comes down to it, and. It's cool to see these, the younger generation really utilizing that as a, obviously utilizing it as a performance tool, but, you know, it also has healing properties in that too. And it's really cathartic as well. Like for when people hear it, 
you know, I think that really heals them because essentially it's like the heartbeat is what that represents. Dun, 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 dun. And that's like everybody's heartbeat. So those are the first rhythms you hear before you even come out of your mother's womb. You know, you hear like the heartbeat of your mother. So that's that's what that represents, essentially. It was so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's, it connects everybody. Will you please introduce yourself? Maybe tell us where you grew up and kind of who oh, you yeah. are. Yeah, well, everybody calls me AJ or Life. That's my art name. I developed that name in like high school. Just a young guy doing graffiti. And my uh, name, legal name is Abran, A-B-R-A-N. And my last name is Tracks, T-R-A-C-K-S, short for Bear Tracks, actually, <clears throat> because my mom has Sioux lineage. So I also have Sioux lineage, Lakota. Um, so my dad is Navajo, which makes me half Navajo. And my mom is half Lakota, Sioux, and half Taos Pueblo. So I'm half or a quarter Sioux, a quarter Taos Pueblo, half Diné. And... Um, I hail from Taos Pueblo, New Mexico, and I've grown up here my whole life. I'm 35 now, and I started doing art as soon as I could start drawing, and my dad's an artist, my mom's an artist, my dad does sculpture, my mom does pottery, and uh, I just grew up all around art. My sister is an artist, and I just like try to dabble in it and i never really understood how much it could give you if you really give it everything so i never focused on it to be honest uh, until up until the past gosh like three years i really just decided this is what i'm gonna do um i think this culture this colonizing culture um, teaches people that they only have a certain time to be successful. You're right. And grind in that time right. to be successful. But I look at you and I see your magic blossoming right now, yeah. popping off right now. Yeah. And I think the colonizing culture teaches all of us to have like guilt or shame if we're not successful in a certain way at a certain time. But, um, to me, like 35 is a very sacred age. Mm. Like, um, I'm not Christian or Catholic or anything like that, but I do see different gods and goddesses as sort of spirit guides. Mm -hmm. And I believe different people in human form carry gods within them. Mm. There's just a lot of synchronicities around 35. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is. It is a trippy age. And I'm just like knowing that right now I'm trying to vibrate like on a high frequency. I'm just trying to shine light. That's why I was put here just to like be a communicator and bring beauty and things like awareness even if it's like on a small little level i want to contribute so much right now like it's so crazy i can barely focus my energy on what i need to do but like my mind is racing all the time and i'm just trying to figure out how i can do this art and 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 make it to where it's available for everybody too i don't want my art to be super duper astronomically priced so um 
so you said that you dropped out of school. Yeah. And that I think our schools set us up to be good citizens. For sure. And to be good citizens, I think our schools are setting us up to follow authoritarian rule. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. To not be expressive. I think art is the opposite of focus in so many ways. To me, like art is the river that rushes and flows. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it slows down and then sometimes it just starts fucking rushing out of nowhere. Straight up, straight up. But you said that you dropped out of school to pursue like religious. Yeah, activities. So at my pueblo at my village over here in in new mexico northern new mexico we're still very much involved in our culture our culture and our language and our way of life from you know time memorial still intact and still unchanged and uh we're ultimately practicing the things that we were taught since we can remember so with that too is we're very fierce and protective about our cultural identity and practices like we don't share them with the public so i'm very limited in what i can express but i can just say that it's pure and it's unchanged and it's something else it's not a man just saying hey this is a cool time to do these dances to or this is a cool it's like no it's so much more deep than that and it's so much more vast and crazy that i can even express or explain because it's not my uh choice or even my my i guess place to be saying you know these are how it is over here but with that being said too it's still alive and there's still communities in the southwest you know villages that still practice these customs and uh nixon knew it he gave he gave us our he was a crook apparently but he gave (laughs) he gave us our our sacred mountains back so we could worship in them and he understood the value and i think it was even quoted telling uh one of the guys from the public like i want you guys to keep doing your medicine because i don't want the world to end and that's what we like honestly believe that if we don't if we stop doing what we're doing like reality will cease to exist it's pretty heavy so like you know um i don't know if we can be able to put that in the podcast or whatever we might have to edit that joint out but like um wait why would we have to because of because i'm like yeah i i kind of like delving deep off the i like heavy so for me it's good if it doesn't feel good to you then we can take it i even forgot we're having yeah (laughs) it's so crazy right and i believe uh colonization is ending the world in a lot of ways and um i believe so we don't know each other that well so i just want to tell you a little bit about what i like i grew up um with drug addict parents Mm -hmm. um so and so i grew up in some pretty like extreme violence Mm -hmm. it was a lot of like sexual abuse Mm -hmm. and a lot of toxicity Mm -hmm. um within that i found my own god i found god i found spirituality not like my own god but like my own way to communicate with god definitely and within that i believe like we are taught that we are programmed to believe that we're not powerful and i think the most powerful beings that exist right now are the ones who are programmed the most that they're not powerful Mm. so what i mean by that is like 
First Nations people got their land stripped away. Mm-hmm. Black people were forced into slavery. Mm-hmm. And within that, told that they're not powerful through mm-hmm. programming, through messages, mm-hmm. through directly telling them mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And right now, I think everything that's happening with the pandemic, COVID, all this stuff, I think that colonization world, that world full of patriarchy, capitalism, corruption, mm-hmm. that colonists built mm-hmm. is dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking crumbling. Yeah. And my belief is that there is a new world forming. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe indigenous people mm-hmm. and melanated people are the leaders of that new world. Mm-hmm. So when you say that, like you guys are doing, um, I forget the word used. I say magic or ritual, but I forget the word you used. Ceremony. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you guys are doing ceremony daily so that the world doesn't and that totally resonates with what i believe that makes a lot of sense to me yeah because we were taught these things like if if this is a way to be and the earth will sustain itself and don't take too much pray and give back and these are still when when people go harvest like right now the choke cherries are really going off when they're harvesting them they don't take everything they'll take a bunch but everybody leaves a little bit and and there's offerings that are made as well people will have lunches or whatever and they'll leave a little bit of the lunch a physical thank you from a human to earth like we take this stuff from me we process it but here's what we make and um we still have that that mind state you know very connected to the earth and very aware of its life force and how it responds to humans and gosh it's just nowadays it's all about consuming and it's so impersonal um but hopefully through the art and music we can we can reach a few people and just create uh, more conscious gentle humans yo what the heck, yo. yeah i love what you're saying about the choke cherry though yeah and the offering um i'm an herbalist and Part of what's healed me in my body and like the abuse I've experienced is like forming connections with the plants. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's like self-taught. Mm-hmm. But choke cherries I fucking love because they're such a medicine for the heart. They're yeah. so good for your cardiovascular system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and for your immune system. Mm-hmm. I've made choke cherry syrup before, like with elderberries for your throat. Definitely. And there's a whole aspect of the culture that you know is about that um all of a lot of the older generations are aware of all these remedies and usages for plants and two the younger people now are really taking to it i have a friend named jacob concha who's super conscious and aware of a lot of the medicinal properties of the the flora around here so we're just falling back into where we need to be as as young people um becoming aware that hey this stuff is important and we need to know these things like of course being first nations from here you're you're gonna grow up with aunties and uncles or older brothers or sisters that know because they grew up like that but i think Right now, we're losing touch with it because we aren't teaching the younger ones because they're not 
when we were their age, we were curious about these things. So, and we didn't have tech, a lot of technology. Like I didn't grow up with running water for like seven years of my life or electricity. So, I mean, there was a battery operated TV, but like, you know, to watch Married with Children and the news, but like, that was it, yo, that was it. Like in the radio, but there was no, definitely no internet. There was, there was like, I think at like the last few months of living without electricity and running water, my sister bought me a PlayStation and I had that at my grandma's and I had to like walk all far to go play this thing. But like, you know, when you grow up around here too, you grew up in the mountains and fishing and hunting and things like that. So we have that knowledge as well. Um, but we're losing touch too as native people um it's sad like a lot of the younger people can't speak the native tongue or don't know any of the customs or don't want to practice because it's just not cool in their minds or whatever but it's the coolest yeah. <laughs> it's the coolest yeah do you do you speak a native tongue yeah i speak like the, the the fluid fluent language i speak from the <laughs> i'm fluent in the language from the pueblo i'm fluent in the language that's from the so beautiful and is it considered sacred? Like, do definitely. You, yeah. Do you speak it like in public or only? Yeah, to I mean, people? I mean, yeah, yeah, to communicate with my elders, and if there's another person from the you know village that you know, of course, we try to utilize that as much as possible. One thing I would be so stoked if you wanted to share is when you were performing the other night. And this is only if you want yeah. to too. When you were performing the other night, you you said a line that like spoke to me, and you talked about people treating themselves as if they're gods or kings. Oh yeah, you want to hear that one? Yeah. Uh, life's perils got you in the light, dimly lit. Mental solitude should be on your list of gifts. It's the pits living off minimum wage, but given your age, my advice, you should start living your days productively. Discover passion and positive things. You'll be very surprised by what all of it brings. You see a woman, better call her a queen. Learn to acknowledge that you were God, you were king. Cultivate the seed inside and gleam with pride because my people, that's the only way that we survive. Jesus Christ, even I'm starving for a piece of pie, so don't be surprised. I can barely keep a light. Come on. Yes. <laughs> just speaking about it's so how to good. keep that light glowing. Can't let heads make you be a negative person. A lot of people are jaded, especially around here. In life, you come across jaded people, and that shit so played out to me, man. You gotta be shining all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, do you have any theories about like what's happening in the world right now? Like, what do you feel in your heart is happening? Oh gosh, in the world right now, yeah. there's definitely an awakening taking place, and I think a lot of people are tripping out because they're realizing that it's probably a little bit too far gone to be making an attempt to to heal but it's never too late to try to heal i always say that and as long as the people start recognizing it then impacts can be made but i know that people are getting more intense with everything everything is getting more intense everything is becoming more real especially with technology being so advanced right now because it's not going to stop it's just going to get more advanced so the more 
we're exposed to the more real it's gonna become and we're i ultimately know it's gonna come to a point where everybody's gonna know like what's up like it's the truth is gonna be known universally and the fucking cat's gonna be out the bag it's gonna be like we're done with that old way we're done with that bullshit we're trying to like evolve you know spiritually that's what it's about spiritual evolution right now the real heads know you know spiritual evolution is the way if you're not doing that because i think we're like very gifted to be able to be sentient and aware of that they don't think animals are but they're on the wave already we're just need to catch up or you know remember yeah i guess (laughs) that's beautiful well said you, you talked about the cat coming out of the bag and everyone kind of tuning into the truth. Yeah. What do you think that cat in the bag is? It's the answer to everything. It's infinite energy. It's positive knowledge. It's, it's just knowing that we don't need all of this shit. It's like there's going to be something that happens. It's just going to be such a simple answer too. And people are going to be like fucking smacking themselves on the forehead. <laughs> like, bro, what the fuck? Why did we create bills and fucking credit and fucking wars and all this bullshit? Like, why are we, you know, still stuck in this? I'm like, everybody's sick of it. People are tired of it. I would love to just be fucking floating through the fucking cosmos on a beam of light, chilling. <laughs> doing you know fuck all this shit man but we're meant to be like this for a way too there's has to be a a learning process just like children we're not like children because at least children are innocent like a lot of the shit right now is perverse and heads know it but like the the awakening is taking place the self-awareness is coming out and even like the most ignorant people are like looking at themselves fuck man i hope they are at least and i think they are because you can't if you're human if you're from this planet if you're from this plane this planet if you have the same kind of blood that's in me you're thinking about these things you know and i think you do like there's heads out there heads that are listening to this shout out to all of y'all <laughs> yeah i like what you say about the kids and that the kids have the purity within them the innocence Medicine. within them all children are super duper important. They're the most pure receptacle from that. Because they're just, they were there. They were just there in that yeah. void like years. The younger, the better. So their minds and their whole, they're still in that place, a part of them. So they see things and hear things that we can't even see and hear. That's why kids have imaginary friends. Those things are like astral beings. You know, who knows? Who knows? Completely. You know what I mean? Like, these are things that I think about and I'd like to think that are reality. And chances are, if your brain is thinking like that, people will say, oh, you're fucking crazy. But I think that, you know, that's your natural brain telling you, like, you already know. Like, I think Dick Gregory was saying, if anybody, shout out to Dick Gregory, rest in peace. This dude was... He's like, the children already know, you know, that's why when you put a baby down, it aligns itself with the magnetism, magnetic north of the world. Little babies, like no matter how many times you pick them up, they'll always put their heads towards the north. Or when you give a child a hot dog, they'll take it apart and they'll eat the hot dog or the bun first and then, you know, vice versa. (laughs) It's because like when your body isn't meant to process 
mixed. I get it was so interesting what he was saying, but he was basically saying that the child, the the child mind, the universe already knows how you're supposed to behave and how you're supposed to be. So that is how you're supposed to be. And then we're the ones that say, no, you got to be like, we got to cut our hair and we got to, you know, he was like, don't cut your hair. Don't be, you know, chopping your nail, be even your nails and stuff. Like really, he was like that bunion will wear through <laughs> that shoe. He was like, your butt, that bunion will wear down through to the ground. It'll wear that shoe out that bunion, but that shoe won't last, but your yeah. foot. You know what I mean? Like your foot needs the earth. Yeah, and like that's the mind state like the ancients had. They already knew that shit would crumble. That's why they were trying to build shit out of stone. <laughs> Honestly, they're like they knew shit was gonna gotta last for a while. But like Mount Everest is still freaking growing. Like, you know what I mean? The fucking twin towers will never be built again. They're gone forever. It's just a memory and a painful one, but fucking Everest, bro, still growing. Will be gone. That shit will still be growing. Like the Earth continues, man. We're not even needed. We're just the like Earth extra. Continues. We're just yeah. We're, oh, that's so poetic. You're such a poet. We're just we're just a a bonus. Humans are just a bonus in the in the scheme of grand scheme of things. We're just if you want to get you know crazy, like maybe we were even like a fluke mistake if you know that's how scientists are they're just like it was chance chance but who who even knows who even knows i don't even know these are just things that are coming out of my mouth like that's how i am too i'm very like Channeling. a receptacle like of this weird whatever it is that that void that 99 percent of what we don't even see we're just com- seeing the one percent that shit Sometimes it just like comes into me and bam, it comes out of my hand and there's an art piece and I'm like, oh shit, that shit's fresh. Your channel, you channel. You got it. everybody is though. That's what's the crazy thing. Everybody has this potential. It's just all the shit from the things we eat to the things we watch and allow to happen to us. It fucks us up and it just removes that whole thread that we are naturally given to access all this beautiful things like. I'm just fortunate to come from parents that were artists and hippies, like, on a real deal. Like, they were, like, the first involved in the first Native American theater ensemble in the Southwest and went to uh, New York. And my mom was in Juilliard. She, like, was a dancer, too. Your mom sounds so amazing. I mean, both of your parents, but your mom. Yeah, Bernadette Track and Robert Shorty. Yeah, they, my dad is in modern dance and he's a playwright wow. and they did a, a, a play called Si Papu and it had a whole orchestra, all that shit. And I, I don't even know why it's not like documented and talked about. My dad's so like humble or I don't know. Maybe he, he's a combat veteran as well too from Vietnam. So he's, he's, um, experienced a lot and dealing with PTSD, but, um, you know, art was just so, you know, instrumental in preserving who he is. And that's why, honestly, he's calm these days because art and writing are like lifeblood for him. And I think it's like I'm part of that, too. So, like, I I pick up on that and I utilize those two things as well, art and writing, to deal with my personal crap. But 
it's all a, a constant learning process and i wish my mom would be able to utilize art as therapy because she's a diabetic as well and she she can't like control her diet and can discipline and i used to be diabetic from my alcohol abuse and i fucking reversed all that shit through diet and discipline i was taking insulin like three times a day and i fucking hate needles and i had to stab myself in the gut three times a day and the doctor told me he's like you if you improve your diet and your lifestyle you probably won't even need insulin or you can just keep living the lifestyle you're living and you're gonna need insulin your prior health will probably deteriorate too so it's like fuck that man i'm doing the other thing and i did and like a year later i didn't even need insulin yo and i'm trying to show this to my mom and i'm you know what i mean like it's so frustrating sometimes man like people are miserable bro and you're trying to help them and show them what works for you and I guess sometimes there's all added is true, like different strokes for different folks. It doesn't network for everybody. Like some of my homies or people that I know are like, how do you quit drinking or how do you do this? And you're just like, you just got to fucking do it, bro. Like, I don't even know how to explain it in better terms. Like, you just have to want to feel better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I didn't want to like be. I want to be happy, yo, and I know everybody out there listening and everybody existing wants to be happy. That the human condition is wanting to be happy. Like you got to try to be good people. You got to try to be good to people, even when you're unhappy. And that shit is super hard to try to be a good, happy person, even when you're unhappy, man. But it's just all that trust me all that energy comes back whatever type of positive energy people say it's a waste of energy you're wasting your time i never all the good decisions that i've made saying it'll come back it fucking always does every every single time so if you're listening out there and you're thinking to yourself I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get back anything. Think opposite. Be like, if I do this, I'm going to get back so much more positive energy. And you kind of got to like not accept it, expect it. I, 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 I guess you got to say like, you can't accept. I mean, expect that you're going to receive all kind of dope shit just because you're giving all kind of dope shit. Because that's not the way. You just got to do it knowing that it's going to make somebody's life better. And then maybe you might get a little bit back. But if you're just constantly consuming like a black hole, you're just stuck in the same space. But once you get that light energy, boom, you start propelling into different situations where you meet heads like Lacey. And they're like, <laughs> come talk about cool shit. And you just have me rambling. I don't know. It might be this drink, too. This thing is pretty dope. There is a lot of caffeine like and but sugar I, in it. But I should have told you that. But you know what, though? It's crazy, though. I feel I always feel the same energy when I start talking about this stuff. Yeah. I never ever get tired of it and it never becomes because it's you oh, you know what I mean it's like it and there's always new things that I I recognize every time I like kind of think about this it's like an introspective type of trip yeah it feels like you're channeling and I'm loving every fucking second of it completely and I really like what you were just saying about diabetes and how you brought healing onto yourself with diabetes. Yeah. So part of how I survived 
my darkness and like my child abuse was reading everyone's energy. Mm. So like I would just read the past and the future on each person who would walk into the room because my mom would throw all these kind of crazy parties And it was a way to protect me and my little brother of like knowing who I really had to hide from. Straight up. And even though I was very little, like I was a kid and I was just like a small kid, mm-hmm. I I felt like I could have violence against these people too if I needed to protect me and my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would like look at them and be like, oh, I need to like have a rock by my bed because yeah. that guy's here partying tonight. Yeah, yeah. Or I would sometimes like sneak knives from the kitchen. Not that I would really know what to do with a knife as an eight-year-old, but I believed in this violence and this rage and this darkness would mm. that would protect me. Mm-hmm. And there was something in me that just believed I was light, even though there was nothing in my external environment telling me I was light. Word. But with that, I started reading energy And I feel like um, when we have physical ailments in our body, like diabetes, it's a reflection of some other pattern that's happening in the environment. And I think a lot of people, like with their health, we blame them or judge them. Like, oh, you don't have to suffer anymore. Get healthy like me. And a lot of people in my family have diabetes and it's common for poor people to have diabetes. Like my family was grew like I grew up poor. And cuz we eat McDonald's, we eat sugar, we eat things that are fast, yeah. you know, and yeah. cheap. So on a physical level that's why or a reason why. But then when I tap into the energy of it, when I read the energy of diabetes, and I've said this before in other podcasts, but it feels to me like it's someone who is missing the sweetness of life. Straight up. And it's not it's not their fault, but there's nothing in their life that's like not I don't want to say nothing, but there isn't like an adequate amount of juicy sweetness of that nurturing that each being deserves. And so oftentimes you see it in people who have been really abused as kids or went through like a deep grief or sadness. So then we're taught to like consume sweetness outside of ourselves to bring that sweetness in. And then that raises our blood sugar, you know? And when I hear you talk and when I listen to what you're saying, I'm like, oh, fuck, you had diabetes, but then you really found your sweetness. You got your sweetness back through your art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Through your music. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real. And so, yeah, you did change your diet and you stopped drinking, and I think those are both amazing things, but but anyone can really stop drinking for a day or two. Mm -hmm. Like, But it's not sustainable unless you have support or sweetness or comfort or you're being held somewhere. It's so true. It's so true. The the spice of that, it was missing, man. And if, man, if I would have just, I had no idea, though. I had no, and it was so crazy. My stubbornness wasn't allowing me to see it. Like, every, all, like, the people that matter and saw it were like, dude, dude, why aren't you doing that, bro? Like, come on, man. And you know what, though? If I'm going to be completely honest, there was a lot of times where people weren't like and two i wasn't showing it either so wait so a lot of times people weren't what like supportive or accepting 
and two like around here in Taos at the time there wasn't a lot of people that respected hip hop or understood it um yeah. now it feels like there's a community that is really genuinely appreciative of of that and i don't really know if it's like if they're just appreciative towards hip hop culture or if they're just really appreciative like there's these young men native dudes that are doing something different and i'd like to think it's that <laughs> yeah i think it's that i think it's definitely that and i think it's also like your magic like i think you and maybe you wouldn't use the word magic, so I hate placing words on people, but I see your magic. Like, my part of my superpower is reading energy, and when I look at you, I see that you're fucking magical and that you're a creator beyond art. Like, I feel like you could create something, like, touch something and create a new portal that would, like, create a new world or just a new energy or feeling or a sense of being, and I think that's what people are hungry for right now. And I think a lot of the world has been shut down on and off since 2020. And it almost feels like part of your magic is turning it on, mm-hmm. like turning this light on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool to um, to be able to recognize those kind of like little nuances. And I honestly think I became more spiritual or more connected or whatever you want to call it after i almost died because <laughs> like once your body is like almost there everything is different and everything is be- better <laughs> you appreciate everything so much more but you're able to recognize that dark shit immediately and it ter- it terrifies me, so I stay away as far away from it as I can, and just try to be more bright than that too. And it's always there. There's always the darkness is right there. The candle's shining, but the whole fucking room is still dark. But still, you just gotta be that one light glowing, and ultimately you attract other light. But I notice that like when I start thinking negative. It just, everything becomes strange. And I, I always snap myself out of it. I'm like, hey, you know, you're blessed. You can't be, of course, life's tough for people and times get rough. But you just got to be, you know, vibrating on, 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 a, on a high level. Because, like, it's all about forward, upward movement for me right now. There's no stagnation. There's no trying to. That's why I'm not even hanging around the people I used to hang out with because they're still doing the same things. And that's not for me these days. I have to be doing something new every day. <laughs> there has yeah. to be something new every single day. I have to be doing something new. That's so important. And stagnation, like stagnation in the physical body, that's what leads to disease. And I think when we're stagnant in the mind, it leads to disease straight up straight up people ah when you're in a hospital bed for a long time and you start to get bed sores because you can't fucking move that's life the water if it's not flowing the bacteria and the things settle in it and not 
usable, but rivers they clean themselves every i don't know how many yards but yeah <laughs> you know what i mean completely so it's like gotta be like water gotta because we are water shit we what are am water. i talking about water is life yo yeah. everything has water in it and trust me it's gonna get more strange with the water just by the thing the way things are going now so treat water right and don't waste it so much man we gotta like conserve water and honor it and pray to it because it's alive and there's studies that show how water reacts to different type of energies and words and we're that we're water everything in us is water we got to be conscious man just be more self-aware gosh it doesn't even take much how do you pray to your water god you don't even need to get all crazy you don't even need to be corny you don't need to like (laughs) Get I'm on your fan. knees and be like, hey, you can if you want to. I'm though. a fan of corny praying. You can if you want to. It's people have been praying. I mean, not on my centuries. knees like that. But, but like, just having positive thoughts while you're holding your water is prayer. And yeah. Consuming that water. Like heads don't even know, man. You could be holding a Nalgene water bottle just thinking like, I'm going to totally crush this mountain trail right now and have like the best time of your life. That's a prayer. And then you're drinking your water. That's a prayer right there, man. So like you have water around you. Think to it. It's like it's telepathic. That's like it knows when you have good vibes. So it's just like picking your frequencies up and just be like especially if you're sick ask the water like i need you to help me out yo like help me clean out a little bit more it sounds fantastic and crazy but it's so true my people have been doing it for eons praying for the water and it, it praying worked. to the water it worked that's why we're so fierce about protecting it that's a lot of my brothers and sisters are out there right now on line 3 man and gosh there's so many many there's so many water issues right now with native or first nations you know what i mean there's places on the reservation right now where people can't even drink water fortunately we still have clean drinking water on my reservation but on the navajo reservation and hopi reservation there's water contamination is so bad that like the babies are being born without parts of their brain or body parts it's so crazy it's like out of a science fiction novel but it's happening right freaking now Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about the radiation poison. All the, it's so bad out there. It's so so the bad. The radiation poisoning in the water. And yeah, it's just like it's everything's radioactive. The mines aren't capped correctly. It's still flowing into the the water and it's it's killing the people. People are getting cancer left and right out there and it's so bad and and where's out there arizona arizona there's so many i I can't even name them all man can you name a few oh gosh man well there's definitely the hopi reservation where they're having like they can't even drink the water it's all bought like drinking bottled water um there's definitely parts of the navajo reservation in the four corners area that are highly affected just anywhere where there's a uranium mine i'm sure you could just google navajo reservation uranium drinking water and it'll everything will come up and if it doesn't that's not too unbelievable or mind-boggling for me either because the government doesn't care they could care less they just want the land 
you know this fucked up they take us from our ancestral lands and put us here put you here then they're like oh wait look at there's a shitload of uranium right there now we're gonna mine it right next door to your house you can't do shit about it you know it's we're just it feels like being resilient is a curse you know what i mean it's definitely a gift and a freaking the one of the dopest attributes to have being resilient but it's like why do we gotta freaking be so resilient you know what i mean to be dope to just be able to chill like everybody else why can't i just fucking go to an ivy league school and fucking not get killed by a cop but here we are get the our women and our men are getting murdered and fucking missing you know going missing every day and there's nobody bats an eye we're invisible in in pop culture everybody at coachella has a fucking headdress yet my people can't even get clean drinking water because nobody's gonna look at that nobody will look at this little kid born without a fucking frontal lobe but yeah they'll wear a fucking headdress at coachella or you know what i mean it's so it's so it's so crazy but like you can't even get frustrated about it because it's a waste of energy like it and there's my first nations brothers and sisters and aunties and uncles that are fighting for that daily and those guys are the warriors on a different level you know what i mean those people man my brother they don't they those people don't fuck around and they're so beautiful and powerful we need those too you know there's there's so many aspects to my culture so many different type of societies and that's what all cultures had ultimately right there was a society that was okay you guys are gonna deal with the religious part you guys are gonna be the warriors you guys are gonna be the artists every culture had that but for somewhere along the line it got like you don't need that shit but like my people know that and it's in us to have those roles inherently like it's just in us it's like i don't know dna evolution genetic memories that are just like you need to be this you were born to be we don't know why. I don't know why I do art in this capacity. I honestly don't, but I don't question it, and I enjoy it to the umpteenth degree. Like, I'll never stop. And everybody has that in them. The human society, human race, every society on the planet has that in them. It's just somehow, some way, nobody cares about it anymore. Nobody's aware of it, and... It's not okay. It's definitely not okay. It's not okay that all these art programs are been taken out of school. That's definitely not okay. It's really frustrating when you think about it. But then at the same time, you got to be like, what can I do to change the narrative with what I've been giving given? I'm like like a leaf flowing down a river and there's all these little like gullies or little ravines that branch off to different and the creator's like, maybe go down this one. Like, I'll pray like, oh, man, I need to. Okay, here, you know, and then I'll start going down a different, you know, and then I'll just get. It's just like things come to me if I just keep that that mindset. Yeah, and, and just not try to be like negative in any capacity. But it's hard. It's really hard. But I'm, I'm trying, yo. I'm trying. I appreciate your insight. But I also feel that. It's really fucking important for white people, especially white women, to hold space 
for the rage of people of color or the rage of First Nations people. And that to me is the only healing. Like we have to be able to hold space. Yeah. And your rage is valid. Your Mm -hmm. rage is very valid. And not that you just showed me rage, you know, you just showed a little emotion. But I think part of how colonization can exist is because we programmed people to believe that each of their emotions aren't valid. Mm -hmm. Like, just be happy. Mm -hmm. Just be polite. Say Mm -hmm. the right things. Mm -hmm. And rage gets shit done. Yeah. it's an it's an important emotion. I believe in sacred rage, meaning there's a way you can channel the rage mm-hmm. so that the rage isn't just destructive for no reason. Yeah. But sometimes destroying can create the most beautiful things. That's like, like fires in nature do that yeah. all the time, right? You know, purging the the old to make way for the new. And it's not a foreign concept to na- to the First Nation populations for sure. We knew Things needed to get done. And they, like, we just had a, August 10th was uh, the 1680 Pueblo Revolt anniversary where the first successful campaign that the, any First Nations people undertook going against the colonial Spanish or any kind of colonialism, they ousted the Spanish for like 100 years. In 1680, August 10th, and that was just recent, you know, a couple of days, the anniversary. But um, we knew we got tired of that shit. We said, man, we got to be, we, we want to pray the way we want to pray. We, we're tired of feeding you guys, killing our women, raping our women, murdering our people, chopping our people's feet off. Fuck this shit. <laughs> it's time to get real. And we did. And there's a few instances where that took place across the United States, but that was a big one. And the Pueblo people are very proud. And my people are very proud of that because that whole campaign was organized here. Um, A medicine man from Okeoenge Pueblo, which is San Juan Pueblo to the to the layman (laughs) But, but yeah, he came up here and really facilitated that that movement and we're very proud of that up here and it's just this place is super sacred so whatever you do here it's magnified especially if you have a good you know medicine behind it it comes true so i'm aware of that so nowadays i'm just trying to be good (laughs) think good be good yeah yeah you talked earlier about how you felt like you almost dying is what brought magic and healing into your life. Do you Definitely. want to talk about that at all? You know, um, you don't have to. I yeah, because 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 it's it's super it's super personal, and I think I think that some of those things that happened to me weren't meant to be shared because it just was so super powerful. You know what I mean? Like, and even if I was to tell people, they probably wouldn't understand it and in turn it probably take away from it but it was it was things that i saw in my state 
I mean, I believe in near death experiences and I believe the spirits do come to you. Oh yeah. And oh, you yeah. and you travel dimensions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And can get like light codes within it. It's trippy. It's trippy. But yeah, there were they were visions and they were, you know, they were intense emotions that I just know they weren't from here. I know the energies and things that I saw weren't weren't from this place. They were they were here. They were in the room in the hospital room, or you know. But I was able to see different shit and hear different things. And it's not for me to be like. Ugh. There's more. And um, everyone who listens to almost everyone who listens to this podcast believes like in other beings or beliefs mm -hmm. they're, they're watching they're constantly among us um but not malevolent at all just you know they want to help they want to help they're I don't, I don't even if it know if it's they because it feels like we <laughs> you know what i mean like, yeah say more about how it feels like we what do you mean by that it's not there's no separation at that level it's all oneness and you felt it if you've taken molly or if you've taken any kind of like heavy drug where you're feeling connected that's that's it that's that's an extension of that it's not that 100 but it's an extension of it saying hey this is what it could be if you've ever felt that you know that's what it is you're tapping into the oneness for real and it's not even corny and it's not not real it's super real especially if you've been in a state where you're like on the cusp of stepping over, it's you see that shit, man. You feel it. You feel it more than anything. And you just know when you come, when you're in your back in your physical mind, you just know like, yo. And it's, there's some, there's scary stuff too. It's so, it's so intense. It's just so intense being, being at death's doorstep and to be completely honest i didn't even trip out on it till like two years ago maybe a year ago i was sitting at home and i just had the worst anxiety attack i think i've ever had in my life and i felt like i was having a heart attack but it was just recognizing how close i was to death it was like how many lessons i learned in that like week in icu because my body was just, I was so swollen. I don't even know how, I was like three or four times my, my body, my, I was huge because I was the water retention. Just so many toxins in my body from drinking. And I was like jaundiced to the bone. And like, I probably looked super crazy. I probably looked, they were like, they were like, this dude might die. Like your son could die if, if, if his body accepts what the medicines were then he'll be he might be okay but then we can we can't tell because his pancreas is like man they were like your pancreas is like enlarged i don't know how many times it's normal size but some crazy number within those seven days that every day the doctor was like i could hear him talking like this is crazy like his body's he, he's like healing like <laughs> he's he's coming back you know and uh but i knew i was like this is something that's not of me or of it's something else that's helping me come back because i'm asking in that state i asked i said can i just have one more chance if you give me one more chance i promise i'm just gonna 
do everything better. Every, you know, I'm going to be better. I think it knew. It just was like, all right, well, one more shot then. And <laughs> let's see. Let's see. So every opportunity that I get to to do good things, I'll more often than not, I'll, I'll say yes. If, if it's not too crazy for me to, to commit to. So, yeah, that's beautiful. So when you were in that state, do you feel like you were conscious? Like you kind of like are on another dimension where you conscious, like you were like, I could die right now or I could not. I don't even you think I was. Choice? I don't even think I was really. I don't think I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm out here. But I knew because I was like in and out of consciousness. There's parts of that time that I can remember and there's parts that people tell me, you remember? And I was like, nah. And it's too because my body was just, my mind was so pickled with alcohol. Like the Billy Rubin bile in my body was just like, I was like poisonous. I was <laughs> like poisonous, yo. They, they, they were like, we don't know how he's still alive, you know, um, considering all that. If they if I didn't go in when I went in, then I obviously would have died. So I'm glad I decided to go in. <laughs> yeah. I'm so glad you're here right now. Yo, thank you so much for having me. It's it's good to be able to talk like this. You're amazing. I could listen to you forever. Word, thank you. <laughs> uh, can I ask you a question though? You were talking about a man. And you were talking about his teachings, like, you know, how the kids eat the hot dog and then the mm -hmm, bun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what was his name? Dick Gregory. And who is he? He was first a comedian. I believe he used to write for Richard Pryor. Okay. And Paul Mooney was associated with Paul Mooney. But he was like the OG and he was involved in the civil rights activist activist movement and, and just the way you're talking i know who it is but when you were talking about it i was like wait is it a different one yeah because i felt like you like knew him like yeah. he's from the well I, that's what i'm saying yeah i feel like i know this guy i feel like he was like an uncle or a grandpa that and that's ultimately what I look for, man. When I'm looking for teachers or looking for people that I admire, I look for that energy. Like there was a man that I was really close with that I was my good friend, Dylan Hopper, his late uncle, Bob Watkins. We were, I'd go up to visit Dylan and I'd hang out with Bob and he's an older so gentleman special. and he was a world war two veteran and had been to prison and <laughs> just became a Buddhist Zen monk and just super wise beyond like just the wisest dude you could ever and just really calm like this dude is so dope but like that's the type of energy I like like and it it knows so it, it finds me and sometimes I meet elders and i just want to hang out with them you know like it's dope to be around them and if you have elders in your life that you feel like or you might not even feel like you could learn something from just kick it with them and they love it elders love it when the younger heads hang out with them they you'll get it. gems yo you'll learn about things that you never thought you'd learn about from an older person straight up like we used to talk about everything bro from the beginning of 
human evolution to like women or dogs or <laughs> breeds of anything bro like he would just and every time every time i'd leave that trailer he had like a mobile dope ass mobile home and every time i'd leave it it was just like gifts man like just knowledge and it's so special and part of like my pain in the world is that my family they've all disowned me mm. and i feel so fucking alone in the world well you're not yo. you're definitely not yeah and that's like the positive thinking thing right like i have to i have to tell myself every day like i'm okay i'm lovable i'm i'm not bad like because mm-hmm. all that goes all that's still in there it's still in my like cells mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but on my good days i'm like everything's magic it all works out give like everything you were saying mm-hmm. give and it will come and give anyways and give more and that and then that's love it's just like that giving out even if you don't feel like people love you mm-hmm. but like last week i was just like having a really fucking hard week in it and feeling like that the world's like shaky again you know like we might some places might go on lockdown or what the mm-hmm. fuck ever mm-hmm. some hospitals are filling up mm-hmm. some people I, it's hard to like read mm-hmm. what's actually happening and i just kind of like fell into myself and started bawling it was just like god like i don't my own grandma like i can't even go there like mm-hmm. they don't want me and it feels weird that like when the world is ending like I don't have family to go with Mm -hmm. or be with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then I just like went to my car and just was kind of like walking around in a daze and then I went to get something in my car and there was a big huge white piece of paper on the windshield and it said come to Miss Elaine's apartment one it said the apartment number and she was like veggie soup and i have i was like i think this person got the wrong car like oh. i was like i've never heard of a miscellane i was just at my brother's apartment complex so i don't know any of his neighbors oh yeah and i showed up and it was this elder um a black elder and she was just like come inside what like why are you hanging in the doorway yeah. get in here and I love herbs and plants. And she just started getting out all these herbs. And she made me this juice with cilantro, parsley, and lemon. And she was talking about how it heals the kidneys. And she was even talking to me about diabetes. And then she started handing me all these herb books. Oh, and wow. See? She had this beautiful picture up of this little girl with bright, huge eyes. And it was like, you could tell it was an older picture because Miss Elaine's like 80. And I was like, is that you? Mm -hmm. And she was like, yes. And when we both looked at the little version of her, Mm -hmm. it's like both of our hearts just kind of opened. Yeah. And she shared some of her pain and some of her beauty. And in that moment, I was like, maybe I don't have the family to like go live with during these times but if you call out Mm -hmm. a random elder can show up Mm -hmm. who isn't my blood you know Mm -hmm. who doesn't look like me but carries a beautiful beautiful wisdom straight up you already know you know the the universe understands its creations it's not here to fucking just challenge us all the time 
it wants us to be happy and it wants us to you know just think of your body your body when when you get sick your body knows that it's sick and it wants to heal it so it'll fucking send antibodies white blood cells to fight that free radical it's just like the universe when something's awry it'll know and it'll send it here like here's some yeah. good people yo like you're all right yeah. you know what i mean like yeah so the we're part of it and it, it we just we want to be happy and the universe knows that just to know man just to freaking know in your heart that like everything you need or ever want as long as it's not some fucking bullshit like crazy like uh, vain need like it's coming to you with expedience boom like i need yeah. fucking good people in my life here there's a shit ton <laughs> go check it out like, yeah. and it ha- it goes down it goes down you know i pray about that and i've i've just been recently started praying about that and not even like oh dear jesus god in the sky big dude <laughs> with the white beard and all this shit i don't know i just talked to I'm just like thinking of myself to the earth, the earth, like let's let's get this good energy, let's get this good medicine going, bro. Like I'm here, and then if you give it to me, I'm gonna give it to other people too. Like, and it it comes, and when it comes, it's just like it's like a river, like standing in in the middle of a fucking river rapid, and you're just getting smashed with good energy. Like sometimes. I go home and my fucking serotonin is just so tapped. Like, I'm like, I'm so tired. <laughs> and it's like, because you've been vibrating on the high ass. You don't even need drugs, yo. You're just like <laughs> happy all the time. You're like, what the fuck? Like, why do I feel so good? You, and that's dope shit. That's everybody should try to focus on trying to get that in, a, in an honest way. You know, you can't get that shit from making a bunch of money. You can't get that shit from taking things from people all the time you it just comes from in once it's coming from that it's like a spring it's just coming from the inside and you're just like oh shit where is this cold ass dope water clean water coming from it's like it's coming from you bro like (laughs) it's you it's all you so i don't know i don't know how to explain it yeah any better no you explained it so well Thank you for sharing your time with me, with word us. Up, word up, word up, no problem. I think you deserve to receive. Word. <laughs> word up, word and up. He, like your art is so dope. How can people support you? Where can people find you? All right. Well, my social media handle for Instagram is at L I P H E T R A C K S, all lowercase life tracks at life tracks that's my instagram handle my facebook handle is abrin a b r a n space l i p h e life space t r a c k s and you can check out potency on all streaming platforms at um p o dot one zero dot c e e and i have a shop located in the middle of town with three other business associates called aerosol trading post and we specialize in garments and art from the community so those are the ways you can 
you know support come check it out if anything just check it out and show some love and be fire can um they buy your clothing online at all you know that's coming soon uh the website's in development we're getting on the ball in that respect but uh, this business is really new as well it's only been in operation for three and a half months Amazing. so we're yeah we're ready to uh you know get what we need to get done um but we're taking baby steps as well so good i'll be rocking one of your hoodies we got, i got a bunch i got a bunch of I new ones them. too there's <laughs> a bunch of new ones too thank you for your art thank you for your magic thank you for your divinity so here we go it's called apex predator <sighs> Bless you was the sentiment, the son of a veteran, excellent emphasis, presence that of a nemesis, emanate knowledge for the exodus. As time goes on, recognize there'll be less and less of us, focus less on sex and lust, keep your essence tough, take your breath away like multiple resin puffs. If we met in the flesh, you get detect the resin us, mesmerizing the way I mix my methods up. So much courage, it's like I'm packing 11 nuts potency, give you a great show for less than seven bucks. Studio time, I could never get enough when in a session, I bless a session tough, so get familiar familiar with me familiar epic as the iliad really is ridiculous the way that i'm flipping the syllable syllabus got me feeling it like killing it with much diligence it's legitimate the way that i'm still in your innocence innocence i slice off cynical citizens get them out of here get rid of them make a minimum of tough times is what i'm giving them because i'm a citizen checkpoint reach level up got it locked down tight plus tethered up stay fresh way blessed apex predator amazing amen status is always incredible thank you <laughs> so Thank you guys for listening to Horror Pod. If you want to book a reading with me, you can go to my website, laceyfree.com, or follow me on Instagram at laceyisfree for more of my poetry. And I'll start doing more lives on there about energy and herbs. If you have questions about herbs or about sex or your own superpowers, or you want to do a healing session with me, laceyfree.com is a great place for that. If you want to support HorrorPod, I now have a Patreon. My Patreon is Lacey is free. And you can pay $5, 10 or $20. It's, it's just a pay what you can because I really want to break down hierarchy. It's just to help support HorrorPod, honestly. It's to help me make these episodes. The Patreon is more to support this. So 
only do it if you feel called to it and thank you for your support i love you and i'm sending you all sacred fucking rage